ready? Yes. All right. Oh, can we? Can I pray up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can pray up, man. All right. Go. Heavenly Father, God, just come boldly to your throne of grace, Lord. I ask you to give me the wisdom and intellect to speak um, sound, uh, sound comments, Father God, so that it, so that whoever's listening, Father, that it just pierces their soul, Father, lifts them up, gives them faith. So I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity that Leon has blessed me with. We bless his household in and out. Father God, we just bless him for creating this um, content and podcast to follow his dreams. So we just bless that and give him the vision and provision, Father. So we declare and decree in Jesus' name that this podcast will be a blessing for many people. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Yo, 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 what up? What up, what up? Give me juice, episode 24. Oh, that's the camera. I'm going to look over here. Camera's right there. <laughs> What's up, dog? What's up? We back. I'm with my man, Omar Segura. What's up, y'all? Happy, happy blessed Monday. My man, Omar, he's an entrepreneur. He's a businessman. He's a man of God. Powerful man of God. We just prayed... Life into this podcast, this episode, yeah, baby. Did. That's right. I appreciate <laughs> you for coming out here. No problem. Why don't you, why don't you give a little bio about yourself? Cause, uh, yeah, just go, just, just give a little bio about yourself. Man, I could. Whew. Bio should be a couple, couple paragraphs and pages, but I'm gonna just give you the short version. Um, was raised in L.A., playing basketball as a little kid, scrawny kid, used to be bullied. Um, you know, had the tight pants, glasses, braces, you name it. Bad breath, whatever you call it, bro. I was uh, one of those kids people made fun of sometimes. So, um, built my popularity. I started changing my my outward look. You know, friendly guy. And then from there, after going through that whole childhood stage, just decided to get into the gym. You know, lift weights, go to college, and and then and then from there, just just I met a guy, big giant Armenian guy, taught me and got me into weightlifting. And bodybuilding, and then that's what just yeah, took bro, off. Yeah, bro, you there. big, you big, bro. <laughs> you got, you came with the guns out. I'm wearing my tank top, and you got these guns out, man. You can't just be coming to my house with like veins and stuff like this, man. You been hitting the gym, bro. You been eating. What I you have doing? to, man. What you, what you doing? What you doing? You eating, you know, you know, working out hard, trying to do uh, enough sets to just, just feel the pain. You know, there's no. You ain't sore the next day. You didn't do enough damage. I know you were, you were interested in competing for a little bit. Right? I was. I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I'm trying to hire. I'm, I'm looking at hiring a coach to get me there, get me to another level. Bro, I could get you to that next level. <laughs> I know what it takes. You ever want to compete, you just let me know. I'll get you right, dog. Meal prep and everything. Everything, yeah. bro. Everything. You yeah. look good, though. Appreciate it. You're definitely bigger than last time I seen you. Thank you, man. You trying to just be a house? <laughs> you trying to beat people up? What you trying no, to do? No, man. I just, I just, you I don't want to look in the mirror and be like, okay, <laughs> good job. Mm. All right. I, I want to fit right in my shirts. You're there, man. You're there. Yeah. Um, what ethnic background are you? You're, because you look black, but your name always throws me off. So yeah, so so my name is Omar Segura. My Both of my parents are from the city of Colón, which is in Panama. But in Spanish, you say Panameño. Yo soy panameño, cien por ciento, right? That's how you say it in the Spanish, with the little Spanish lingo. Yeah. But that's that's uh that's my background. So I'm Spanish bilingual. My primary language is English. Yeah. Yep. Is it weird being being Spanish but black? Nah, 
it 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 helps both ways, especially in, in my business. So yeah, yeah. And, but, and I could I could be hood one way. <laughs> I could be a chameleon and be te puede ayudar, right? Yeah. In Spanish, or I could be a little bit of both. But it helps tremendously, especially in the in the country we live in nowadays. You know. And and so. Panama. Mm -hmm. it, do a lot of people have the dark complexion, like 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 blacks, or is it? They're most. They're like. There's dark Panamanians. There's um, they call them albinos, where they're like really 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 light skin, and there's caramel skin. So there's a there's a mixture of different different types of skin tones. Even your skin tone too. Yeah. The caramel macchiato flavor. Yeah, man. <laughs> I should learn Spanish because I could be Puerto Rican. I could be. You know, Panamanian. Like I could be a lot of things <laughs> you can, as an dude. actor, but I'm not. You know, smart. Yeah. So I don't <laughs> learn it. I don't learn stuff. But uh, let's let's uh, let's talk. Are you you're still doing solar? Yeah, of course, definitely. Solar is your 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 main gig right now. Yeah, that's my primary. That's my passion. My main gig. Talk about it. Um, How long you been doing solar? How long you been? Uh, Slanging them, them solar blocks on, on slanging that glass. Yeah. Um, I was, uh, I it's a crazy story how I got into it, but you know, I'll leave it up to you for the dialogue to church and how I transitioned into it. But I was in a home alarm business and then I was doing door to door, mm -hmm. which I completely hate doing door to door, and had a huge incident with a off duty police officer. Yeah, I want to get into that. Quite yet, just no, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It, that's a huge. It's coming. A testimony and a story itself. It'll be in the field oh, one of these days. Oh, that heat is coming. Yeah. But uh, how'd you get into it? How long have you been into it? How? Uh, what? What kept you going once you once you started doing it? Well, I started. It all started going to Starbucks, and I was having a conversation with the Lord. I was like, "Man, get me out of this business. I don't want to be in door to door alarm systems." Mm -hmm. Walked into a Starbucks right off of Balboa and Granada Hills, and then this guy had a Tesla Solar. Well, now it's Tesla Solar City, but it used to be Solar City when they were just dominating the market. Um, asked him a few questions. They paid a salary, benefits, etc. Company car, laptop. I was like, yeah, that's awesome. Send me able to interview. Had the interview with the director of sales. Killed the interview. Got hired within 72 hours, and then I started off as that annoying guy at the Home Depot. Mm -hmm. Hey, what's your electric bill like? Uh, right? So that was me inside the Home Depots uh, at all locations around the Valley, Mission Hills, Van Nuys. And then I was setting up so many appointments that they saw, they saw my talent and they, and they uh, promoted me to a uh, solar consultant, which means you're the guy that goes into the homes, you design the whole system, you offer the finance options, and then you just try to get them to move forward on the project right then and there. Yeah. So it's been four, it's been like four years. Yeah. Four years. I started in 2015. You know? Killing it. Yeah. Well, I left, I left Solar City, and I saw these, you know, they, you know, great company. They had a great culture, great training, but it was like sometimes you don't want to be comfortable in the same situation just mm -hmm. because you're having success. I'm the type of person that I'm curious to see what's, what's better out there. And when I prayed, before I left, I prayed in the Holy Spirit. I was praying. I was like, man. And I actually had tears. Yeah. Because I, I had the company car. You know, everybody knew me as a solar guy. Yeah. 
Everybody knew me. And then I got the name Solmar. So they, uh, so they started calling me Solmar, you right? You need to put that on a t-shirt. Oh, so, yeah. <laughs> so you were killing it at the solar, door to door, one of the top sales guys, mm-hmm. doing your thing, and some shit happened. Some wild shit happened. Yeah. That was from that, the alarm business. That's what I'm doing alarms. That was from alarms? Yes. I thought that was from Solar. That's, not, okay. that's what got me into Solar. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what that's that's why yeah. you left the alarm that's business. That's why I left the alarm business. Oh, okay. Yeah. So you were going door to door. Yeah. And something that you kinda hear about like black people going through, but it's like, oh, that's wild, but and that shit happened to you. Talk about it. Yeah, so I'm gonna try to keep my composure because it get, it brings back those memories like Get emotional, PTSD bro. man, Get emotional. but it was, I'm, I'm here. I'm here to support you, bro. Yeah. So I was I was doing um, I had an appointment and this was in the city of Santa Clarita. I I don't want to say the percentage because I could be off on the facts, but there's a ton of sheriffs that live out there. Mm-hmm. A lot of police officers, detectives live out there in that area, right? So I was minding my own business. It was around three o'clock. You know, I had an appointment with an. Uh, he was an, an attorney, Caucasian guy, really nice guy. Invited me back to his house. He wanted the cameras. He wanted the whole smart home alarm system where you can see your app. You can see who's there. And um, ran his credit. He failed credit, unfortunately. So, fortunately, we didn't, I didn't get a sale. So I was like, you know what? Let me go ahead and door knock a few few more houses in the area, right? Yeah. So that night, I had a date night to take out um, take out my girlfriend at the time to to the movies because I was in Santa Clarita and she lives in Santa Clarita. So I went to this. It was already getting kind of dark, so it was around 5, 5 o'clock, 5.15. I decided to walk up the neighborhood, park my car down the street, knocked on a few doors, got rejected because rejection is part of life. Yeah. You get rejected, don't take it personal, you know, and you got to wear a thick skin, especially in this type of business because yeah. people judge you by the way you look uh, or they just think you're, you're there to steal from them when you're trying to protect their home, right? So I got to this guy's house, knocked on the door, he opens up, really rude he's like what are you doing here and i'm asking and i'm saying you know we're here doing alarm systems we're promoting in the area we could put a sign in your yard etc the whole spiel he goes you need to leave my property right now and i'm like and this is two days after i celebrated new year's eve inside the church mm-hmm. prayed up in the holy spirit i was ready to take over 2015 yeah you know positive ready to go yeah. and uh this night kind of changed everything this is like traumatizing but uh he said he said leave right now and asked him if he had a bad day kind of in a in a uh, empathetic way I was like did you have a bad day is everything okay he goes get the can I cuss yeah I don't want to I've know. already cussed oh you've already done <laughs> a few podcasts <laughs> so he's like get the fuck off my property right now so I was like okay God bless you have a good night and I kept kept walking right so the dude come comes back outside after I went to the next neighbor's house and he threatens to call the cops, right? So he tries to call the cops, and then he's like, he's like, you, you need to leave this neighborhood. You don't belong here. And I'm like, what do you mean I have a permit? Because I always, first of all, to get clearance through the Federal Bureau Investigation Service, you have to have a clean criminal background record. So you can't sell alarm systems unless you have a, a clear clearance from the FBI, mm-hmm. Bureau Investigation Service. So... You have to get clearance, which enables you to have a permit so you can actually do alarm systems because you're getting access to codes, you're going to homeowners' homes, 
right, and their privacy. So me being a professional, I had my badge, I had uh, my permit, I had a hoodie, sweater, and a jacket because it was really cold. Mm -hmm. So the guy said, you guys said I'm going to call the cops. I asked him, I told him I have a permit. So I could tell the confrontation was raising up. And he comes down to the sidewalk and he's like, he's like, you need to leave right now. And I asked him, I was a little irritated, to be honest. I was a little, you know, mm -hmm. I'm trying to move forward and this guy's ruining my night. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, can I help you? And I asked him that way. He goes, yeah, let me see your permit. So he's like, come here, let me see your permit. So he, he draws me back onto his property and I'm in my, in my mind, I'm like, okay, I'm going to show this guy that I that I'm able to work in this neighborhood so I can continue working. Mm -hmm. Maybe I could probably help another homeowner get a sale. So all of a sudden, he brings me to the front porch and I hold my permit right in front of him. And mind you, his, his body's facing the inside of the house. Mm -hmm. Well, he's facing me, but his back, the door is to his back. Mm -hmm. He snatches the permit out of my hand and he tries to shut the door on me. And my reaction was like, you took my property. I said that, and I put my hand on the door. Mm -hmm. Guess what he does next? Pulls a gun. Pulls a 9 millimeter gun point right in my head. Yeah. And it was loaded. It wasn't no empty gun. Yeah. So as soon as he did that, I felt like I was in another world. Yeah. Like I could not, it was, the experience was so surreal, I couldn't even comprehend that I was being held at gunpoint. Yeah. Like gunpoint. So my hands went up. I was like... I'm, if you shoot me, I'm going to sue you. That's the first thing I was saying because I didn't do. I knew I was. Did, I didn't do nothing wrong. He put me on the floor. He goes, "Freeze, brother, or else I'm going to shoot you if you don't. If you look at me." And I, and I, and my hands were on the floor, face down. He calls the cops. This is the crazy part. I thought he was just a regular homeowner. By the time he calls the cops and and describes who I am, and he says, "Oh, check this out." It gets worse because he also said to the cops that I tried to commit burglary. And, and this time, 2015, before that, there were so many incidents across the U.S. about blacks getting killed yeah. by cops, you know, people getting shot, people just getting arrested, just, you know, for no apparent reason, and they were innocent. So this was, like, at the worst time. And then when he calls the cops, he identifies himself. He actually was an off-duty officer for the city of, I can't say, I don't want to say the city, but for a different city. Right. And... The cops come within six, six ten minutes tops. Cops just flew over there. Mm -hmm. Black men in that neighborhood, the predominantly white. Let me tell you, brother, yeah. that is no joke. Yeah. So they come right away. They arrest me, no questions. Threw me in the car, and I'm over here trying to hold myself. I'm not trying to get emotional because I I, I was confident that I was going to be released once they ran my background check. Mm -hmm. But little did I know the other outcome of that. Wow. So I was in the car. They were running my, running my records, and then I was trying to explain my story that he took my permit, and all of a sudden, they took me to the other car, and and I was like, can I, can I, tell my, can I share my story? Because he actually took my permit. Cops went over there, and they didn't find a permit. They did not find a permit, which was, which I knew this was already, already going bad. Mm -hmm. Next thing you know, the cops came back to me. They were like, you know what? You're going to be under arrest for burglary charges. And me, never been in jail, never been locked up. Um, that's when everything started just coming up. I started getting emotional. I started feeling like, what if I'm in jail for a long time? Like, all this stuff starts. Then I started crying. I was in my car praying to God, please get me out. 
and it was humiliating because all the neighbors came out. They were like, oh, yeah, he was at my house, too. So it was, it was humiliating. I mean, I've never been that humiliated in my life. They took me to jail, you know, thumbprint or whatever. They put you on record, took pictures to treat you like crap. Yeah. And then the biggest thing I did because of my relationship with God is that I knew that what he did was wrong, but he didn't know any better, and I forgave him right when I was behind bars. Mm. I forgave him. I said, forgive him for for he knows what he not does. Mm -hmm. I forgave him, blessed his family. I was like, you know what? I release it, and I know that God's going to handle this whole situation. Right. So three weeks later, I have a arraignment or a court date to be either charged for burglary or or getting an attorney so to were, go were to trial. You, were you in jail for three days? I was supposed to be there for a whole week with a $50,000 bail. And not only that, Facebook came out with K... KHTS News, which is a news station in Santa Clarita, man, they said Omar Segura, aggressive salesman, was caught burglarizing off-duty cops' home. Wow. 33-year-old male. And then people started seeing it. I had friends like, what the heck? This is not even Omar. Yeah. They're like, this can't be him. Yeah. And that's what happened. And then um, three weeks later, uh, the, the prosecutor was like, is this Santa Clarita case? And I had my church praying for me. People all around me were just praying in agreement that this is not going to be, it's not going to happen. And they dropped the whole case. Really? Yeah. In they, three weeks? In three weeks when I had the court date. And I was like, I mean, I was shitting bricks. Wow. Yeah. Like, literally, I thought it was going to be, because if you're convicted, you're three years behind bars for a burglary charge. Yeah. Penal code 459. Yeah. So, all of a sudden, I get out of jail. Mm -hmm. Well, I, I got so out of jail. So, were you in jail for those three weeks? No, I was, I was supposed to be in jail for five days, uh -huh. and I got bailed out within 24 hours. Okay. And then I couldn't talk. I was speechless. It was, you know, it was, just imagine being accused of something you never done. And yeah. You could have, it could have been worse. I've been there, brother. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it hasn't, it wasn't this yeah. extreme. But and I, I, and I, I've been I held at gunpoint yeah. from a bunch of cops because I was at the wrong place at the wrong time, yeah. but it's never, it never felt this bad. Yeah. So... But yeah. So so you get out of jail, arraignment three weeks later, church is praying for you. Mm -hmm. Power of prayer, power of community. Yeah. And that miracle happened. They dropped the case. Yep. Must have known that these guys out there are fucking racist Cricket. motherfuckers. Yeah. And, and I wouldn't uh, say all the cops, but there's some of them are just no, abused no, power. Not definitely not saying all the cops. But this guy, yeah, this guy shouldn't be a police officer. Yeah, he should lose. He should lose his badge. But is there is there an update on that? I know well, you probably can't speak too much on it, but we filed a lawsuit mm -hmm. against him, and um, after four years of just delays, you know, I finally went to trial in December. Went to trial for a week and a half during Christmas. Mm -hmm. That whole time was the worst. That was the most stressful, emotional to a week and a half I've ever went through. Because I had to relive the whole experience. I would have visions of me actually getting shot. And my mom finding out. Crying. Going crazy. And then all my friends. The funeral. Like it was just crazy stuff going through my head. And at the end of the verdict. I actually won the whole case against him. So. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. <laughs> God is that, good man. That's right man. So there is a happy ending to, to the story. But. I'm alive to tell it. Thank You're God. You're alive <laughs> to tell it, which it could have. You couldn't even. You, there, there was a good chance that you wouldn't be sitting here today. Yeah. Um, 
It All seemed, it takes is a split second, Just man. based on that story, it, it seemed like he was looking for mm-hmm. a reason. Yeah, he testified to, in court. To murder you. Yeah, he, he testified in court. And they even, they even, he even tried to have a secret meeting with a detective to see if they could reopen the case and put me back in. That's just, man. Oh, so he was still going hard. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, once yeah. he found out that I was uh, released, you know, from... Yeah. For being accused of burglary. So so when he testified, uh, or uh, when when you had the lawsuit, did his story change? Well, his story kind of changed during the whole trial. Yeah. And my attorney just, my attorney just ate them up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He found out a lot of inconsistencies. There's a lot of lies, stories being created. Just yeah. false. So um, um, it's blessed. A blessing. We we finally got everything taken care of. Well, bro, I'm I'm grateful that you have a, a powerful winning story. It's a it's a powerful story. People people of color go through this every fucking day. I've gone through similar situations a couple of times in my life. When I heard about your story, I couldn't believe it. I could not believe it. Oh, you yeah. heard it when it came out. I heard it when it came out, and yeah. we briefly talked about it, but you. And you've told me in passing, but we've ne- you've never told me the, the details, details yeah. until now. And uh, but you know, we used to I used to go to uh, we used to go to the same church, so mm-hmm. we have friends, and they you know kind of you know filled me in. But I knew you were going through a trial, so I knew I could. There was certain things that you know just Man. people couldn't say. But uh, I'm I'm grateful that you had a victory, man, because. Yeah. A lot of times we don't we don't win those cases. Yeah, I know. A lot of times we're locked up unjustly. Yep. A lot of times we're murdered unjustly mm-hmm. or beat unjustly. And because especially because he he's he's a police officer, he has credibility and that's what happens. Yeah. These white cops have credibility because they're police officers and they get sided they are they're, they're sided with uh, because of that, like if you had a criminal record, you'd be in jail. Oh yeah, oh no yeah. Doubt I, my mind. I've already that already crossed my yeah. mind. If you if had, had any stain. anything on your record, yeah, you'd be locked up. They wouldn't have listened to your side of the story. You wouldn't you wouldn't have any credibility. Yep. The probably one of the only reasons is that because you didn't have a criminal record and you're yeah. a hardworking family man. Mm-hmm. You know. And you know, glory, glory to God, man. You know, yeah. he definitely had your back. Yeah, I remember. I, I remember that day after I won the verdict. I went. I went home. Well, I celebrated. Me and my fiance went to go eat. We went to go grub, right? Yeah. And when I got home, when I had that alone time, when you reflect everything that's gone through your life, why, why am I still alive? Like, why did you keep me alive, Lord? And I just wept in the shower. Just wept. Yeah. It's like God. Like, what, what purpose do you have for me? He could have killed me. I could have been six feet under the ground. Four years ago, I would I wouldn't be able to share no, no testimony, nothing. Yeah. But God has, through His grace, has helped me, helped me go through this. And like He mm-hmm. says in His Word, His grace is suffi- is more than sufficient. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, Definitely. I want to ask you before we change the tone because I do want I don't want to talk about this the whole podcast, but I want to ask you if you could tell anybody that is maybe a door-to-door salesman going to neighborhoods all white neighborhoods we're in a we're in a, a climate in our country where 
we have to be proactive. We have to protect ourselves. We have to because mm -hmm. there's so many times we get caught in these, these type of situations and a lot of people aren't going to have so much grace. Yeah. So we have to get the message out there. How, how can we protect ourselves? What, can, what, what could somebody do? Or, or, or should we just stay out of those neighborhoods? Like what is, in your opinion, what is the best route? I mean, it, I mean, it, it, it really is unfortunate mm -hmm. because, you know, a guy like you, like say a, another black man or, 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 or person of color is, is, is in a neighborhood and he's, he's looking to put money on the table. And these are neighborhoods that are looking for that service, mm -hmm. but he has to have this in his mind. He yeah. has to have, maybe I shouldn't be in this neighborhood yeah. because this is a danger to me. They don't want me here. Yeah. What, what, what is your That's opinion on that? I mean, I could tell you two things. Number one, you never want to make assumptions of something that has never occurred. Because it's, it's, you're defeating yourself in your mind if you're saying, oh, I'm going to this neighborhood, but they won't like me. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like, it's like going to, if you're prospecting, if you're a realtor and you're going to a networking event to meet people, Right, so you can actually get referrals for to, for someone to list their home. You're not gonna be like, damn, uh, they're probably not gonna like my service. I don't have that much, much experience, but you're just creating that imagination, which yeah. is already false, which you're giving the enemy a foothold to tell you, hey, you suck, yeah. right? But for someone who's for someone of color, regardless of race, you go into a neighborhood where you feel like where you feel like, man, this is you know, there's not that much of my nationality there. Just go in there with the mindset of I'm going to provide service. I'm going to help somebody out. And if they tell me no, big deal. There's, there's so many people out there that were rejected so many times, like Ray Kroc, for example, who created McDonald's. Mm -hmm. When McDonald's was just one restaurant in one local neighborhood. Mm -hmm. But that guy got rejected a gang of times. Yeah. He got rejected left and right, but he was persistent. I saw the movie. Yeah. Ah. Hey, there you go, the founder. That movie was hot. Yeah, it was dope. So, the, he, you know, he was persistent, and McDonald's would, have ne would never be where it's at if it wasn't for his persistency yeah. and overcoming rejection. And that's part of a lot of people take rejection personally, and they think that they're going to keep getting rejection, right. and they quit. Right. So when you're door knocking, you just got to be professional. If you have an encounter where somebody's going to try to ruin your day, you just walk away from it. Me, personally, I walked away from it the first time, mm -hmm. but he was he came back outside, right. and I wanted to prove him that so I wanted to work. what can we do when someone is intentionally trying to find a way to, to lure us back in? Yeah, to, well, to a confrontation. Because it seemed like he... It, it's, it was one of those situations where he start his wheels started turning. Mm -hmm. He started plotting on you. Yeah. You know? He did. And, uh, Nobody keeps a gun by the door. No, by no. The way. He, he started <laughs> plotting on you. It's almost like he wanted to find a reason to kill you. Mm -hmm. And we have to get in front of those situations immediately. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Soon as... You know, I see so many things online where it's like uh, just wild things or like racial tension, yeah. people spitting on each other. Like, and it's like, bro, like if that happened, like 
you have to you have to prepare yourself for that because when that happens, your emotions will flare up. Yeah. Your emotions will go wild. Oh yeah. Someone spits in your face. Yeah. So you that's, know, that's, like, that's like a to somebody that could be like a ticking time bomb. Right. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So we that we have to we have to be in control all the time. We, we have to. we have to we have to find a way to to either avoid a situation before it gets to that point mm-hmm. or know that you can't go there. Yeah. You know? Like because like, the outcome ain't going to be good. The outcome is never going to be good. Yeah. And it's, I'm just grateful that it was a blessing for you, you know? Yep. I, I appreciate life way more. <laughs> yeah. You know? And I'm, since then, you've been you've been killing it. Yeah, man. Just You're getting into real estate? Real estate investing. Yeah. yeah I'm learning how to do wholesale real estate. So I bought a course. You know, I just came back from a huge seminar weekend where we, we, we just, they poured into us. I mean... Life is life is short, man. Your life is like this, but eternity is like that. Yeah. And the biggest thing, the biggest fear for me, and I think I was sharing this with you when we had our conversations, like when I go to be with my father in heaven, I want to hear good job, um, good job, faithful, um, <laughs> faithful servant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well done, good and faithful servant. Good is what I was trying to servant. say. I, see, I, I don't know, want to disappoint him. I knew the, the the quote better than my man, and he, <laughs> he stayed in church. But you know what I'm saying? God, Jesus still loved me a little bit. You know, I be wilding, but you know, he still, you know, we are still my dog. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, man. Go. Yeah. I'm sorry, but I'd be silly. I lost my train of thought. <laughs> <laughs> Jokes well blood. done, good and faithful servant. Yeah. Yeah. Like you don't want you have gifts and talent. Let me you, see that white Jesus on your shirt. Let me see that. Yeah. What, what, I'll, I'll be back. Like yeah, Terminator. Yeah, man. He's coming back. You being ready. That, look at this. Look at Jesus perm right here. Look at this. Look, <laughs> look at Jesus perm, dog. Like, bro, silky smooth. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm talking about. Oh my God. Yeah, man. <laughs> but yeah, man, it's like you you we all know that we're on, like, the Lord says your life is nothing but a vapor. To him, time will, like this. Yeah. In God's eyes, he's infinity, he's omnipresent. So you just think about it. You know how past, You know how fast, we're like, we're, we're in the first quarter, the first quarter of 2019 is almost done. Now we got three more quarters until we get 2020. Mm-hmm. Now, is, now another year, 2021, it's like time flies, man. Yeah, bro. I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm with it, man. Like, uh, I've been, uh, doing a lot of, we, we talked about this yesterday. I've been doing a lot of work on myself. I've been doing these transformation workshops. They've been fucking phenomenal in my life. They have like improved a, a lot of different areas. I can't wait to do more. You yeah. Know what I'm saying like, I, like I already have like, more workshops when I'm done with these workshops because they're so empowering. But not only that, they're so... You get these tools, you know, Mm -hmm. to just adjust. I think 
you know, like, and, and whatever you're trying to do, it's about adjusting to the situation. Yeah. You know, a friend of mine, I've said this on here before, but a friend of mine explained the, the, the entertainment business to me in this brilliant uh, uh, analogy about surfing. And she said, you're a good surfer when you learn how to adjust to the waves. And that's mm. what the entertainment business is. Yeah. When you can adjust to that makes sense. Know, the waves. Yeah. And, and, and that's and that and that's really what it is, man. And, and you and you got to have the tools. Yeah. You gotta have the tools and resources. It's funny you said that because that's how life works. Life life will throw you all types of ways, man. Yeah. And you gotta be you gotta have that uh that will and that grit yeah. to basically go with the flow with the waves, right? Because right. it's gonna take you to the surface. If you're flowing with the waves, and there's gonna be all types of life, life throws all types of curveballs at you, right? And the waves, so you gotta you gotta roll with it. Like people, I was thinking about it just when you were telling me people hate Mondays. I love Mondays. Why the hell people hate Mondays? Oh no, I love Mondays. Mondays is a fresh start for me. Yeah, you start all over. Yeah, Monday is like, yeah, it's you, like you get get a kick. You get you get the whole ball rolling on Mondays. You, yeah. you you line everything up. You put your ducks in a row, and then you get ready to fucking bat a thousand. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Swing that, you know what I'm saying? From the shoulders. You know, the shoulders. You know what I'm saying? That's how you I do love, it. Like, I love Mondays. Yeah, I come every Monday. I look forward to starting my week, man. Starting yeah. my week fresh. How you can tell it's chest day. Look, you got his tight chest shirt. Chest day, man. He got his tight shirt on. I was, I was yeah, Sunday night. Legs. I was getting ready, drinking a protein shake. Weight gainer was like, Monday, I'm going to get up early and hit it Monday. How much do you weigh right now? I weigh like 205. 205. You look bigger. I, I just, it's hard to notice you look at yourself every yeah, damn day. I, I, it's weird that I weigh more than you. It's crazy, man. That's weird. But you're, well, you're taller. You're a little bit taller. Yeah, and stronger. Better looking. Oh, here you go again. <laughs> here you go. Here you go. <laughs> I'm kidding, dog. What, let, let's, let's talk about your vision, man. We dug into it yesterday. I want to talk about it again. Yeah, well, my vision is, you know, and the Lord gives you desires of your heart. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it has to, it, not sometimes, but you got to be, you got to be aligned with His will. Like, how does He want to use you in a significant, in a significant way, where His vision is so big you can't even fathom what you what you could do with your capacity. Right. And I think that part of it is being an entrepreneur. You know, I'm not super successful. But I feel I'm having a little success. But at the same time, when I get to that pinnacle where I can use my, my influence to impact thousands of entrepreneurs about increasing their faith, being a keynote speaker, mm. because of all the trials. That whole police thing was just one of the trials I've been through. I've been through tons of hard like hardships, financial hardships. Yeah. I had suicidal thoughts when I got kicked out of the mortgage business when I had a team and I was making all this money. And at the t- at, there was a point where I had to go to the food pantry to get food because mm-hmm. I couldn't afford groceries. Mm-hmm. No joke. Real, true story. But it's just a matter of going through all these challenges and getting stronger and getting stronger and then becoming to the point where you're resilient from any challenge and being able to go on stage and just speak to thousands, if not millions of people, about encouraging, not losing faith, and living their purpose. Yeah. Yeah. And I love being on stage. Yeah. And I ain't no comedian. I know, but, but you're a powerhouse. But you're a powerhouse, and you have a story that yeah. people want to hear. 
people need to hear. People need to hear. Yeah. Because you survived when mm-hmm. not only did you survive, not only did you survive the situation, you just survived the trauma of that situation. Yeah. You know, um, because, you know, when, when you're up against, you know, like especially media, you said the media came out right away saying that you did this. Oh, yeah. A black man, person of color. Do mm-hmm. you consider yourself a black man? Because you look black. Yeah, I just might as well. You look... <laughs> you look black, bruh. You're one of us. You know what I'm saying? You're on the team, whether you like it or not. But, uh... We're, we're, we're guilty till we're proven innocent, man. Yeah. No matter what. Mm-hmm. We're guilty till we're proven innocent. You know? The, the, the news came out right away, you know, you, you were robbing houses. What that look like? You knocking on doors, robbing houses? What is that? I'm like, how? <laughs> how? How are you knocking on doors, dressed, selling stuff, robbing houses? Yeah. It's wild. It's wild. It's but that, insane. you know, like, that, I, that's, how, that's how they do us, bro. Yeah, I mean, man, as, as soon as they find out, whoop, put it out there. They want, they want to feed they want to feed these people that love hearing this oh yeah it's like we're, love here it's like we're playing teams yeah it's like in, in this country we're playing teams like you know like who who's fucking up the most mm-hmm. is it white people or is it black people white people are people of color because it's 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 right especially now with Trump and all and all and you know like I just read something on Facebook like uh, there's an app where you could find all the Trump friendly businesses. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Oh, wow. So, uh, someone, some mag, mag, magma guy created this app where you could go and find all the Trump friendly businesses. So, it's, it's, it's getting more divided, which is unfortunate. I really hope this next election we, we get somebody in there that could shift the energy, shift the tone. I don't know. Yeah. Um, I don't really get too much into politics, man. Yeah, I stay, I stay away from it. Uh, people like, get I, sensitive. After the first couple of years, I was like, man, I'm just going to focus on other things. Yeah. <laughs> you know what's so funny? You know, it just popped up in my head. People are more sensitive when it comes to politics and more passionate than it is in their own life. Oh, yeah. They, no, they, we live in a <laughs> generation of trolls, man. We just want to... We just want to piss people off. We don't want to, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know what's going on. I mean, that, 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 that's why I'm so grateful I found a community that is supportive and loving. Yeah. And uh, Masters in Transformation. Um, uh, supportive, loving, encouraging, and you, you get these tools. And these are all people from all walks of life, all businesses, coming together, learning from each other, Helping each other, building each other up is nothing like I've experienced as an adult male. Yeah. And that's what the world needs more of. The world needs more of people that are like, I want to win. I want you to win. Yep. I want to create. There's no shortage. Uh, yeah. I want you to. There's an abundance on the there's planet. Abundance, there's an abundance. Man. But we, we, because we live in fear. Because we live in scarcity, because we live in a in a in a defense, we think once we get something, I ain't gonna tell nobody. Yeah. I'm keeping this to myself. That's the that's the acting industry. Yeah. You know? Like I have 
I have tons of friends that are successful actors. Mm-hmm. Very small chance they'll slide my headshot to an agent or a manager. Yeah. Very small. I actually, it's happened maybe once or twice in my life. It's crazy and it's sad because you people don't understand the very principle that was put in the Bible over two thousand years ago. You sow a seed, you shall reap the harvest. If you're sowing seed into another actor to help him be successful, don't you think the universe is going to reciprocate that yeah. and bless you with even more? But people don't understand that. That's just, it just it, baffles me. I don't know, man. I, thi- <laughs> I, I think a lot of people understand it but don't trust it or have faith in it. That's the problem. The, the, lack of faith. Lack of faith. Honestly, bro, I just, I just started to understand faith and, and have more of it. I've literally helped three people get into the solar business, and I haven't, I mean, I've made a couple of dimes from somebody got in. Three people got into the solar industry, still in until today. That's right. And I got them in. And it was a blessing that I was able to help them, because now they're in a career where they feel like it's, it's a win-win situation. They're not selling a product where there's no benefit. They're making money off of it. And the, and the homeowners are winning, winning it. So it was like, I don't, all I see is like, they respect me because I don't expect. Here, give me, give me everything because I got you in the industry. You owe me this. No, I blessed you with it, and run with it. And if you make a ton of money, hey, let's celebrate. Yeah. You know. Yeah, man. You're gathering the tools. You're loading up that toolbox. Yep. That's right. Yes, sir. Let's see what we got here. We got 42 minutes, man. Anything? Hey, you got anything coming up? Any fun activities for the summertime? No, man, just learning, you know, just trying to learn the whole marketing aspect of my business. And So you're, you, you, you also mentioned that you have, uh, you did, or did you already do the Facebook or the social media workshop? I'm doing that right now, as a matter of fact. That's why after this, I got to go straight to a Starbucks and just jump on my computer and be focused. Yeah. Yeah. Learn, learn how to do landing pages, ads, creating ads, you know, because... I want to learn how to create ads for residential and commercial, so learning all that stuff and then, then read my books later on. You know, yeah. Personal growth, just like just like you, brother. Yeah, that's right, bro. That's hey, I'm proud you, of you, man. You gotta stay plugged in. That's that's important and 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 plugged into a community. It's like it's like getting an upgrade. You know how your phone updates the software? Mm-hmm. That's how we are. Yeah. There's a lot of people that are on, on their status of 1.5 or 1.0. When you could be at an 8.0. Yeah. Right? It's the same thing with iPhone and Samsung. You're just updating yourself when you're investing in yourself. Yeah. Personal growth, development. Yeah. Yeah. My mentor told me this uh, this quote. Brian Tracy, who you, you, mm-hmm. you know, um, the, the quote is, if you spend 10% of your money on self-improvement, you will soon have so much money you could you couldn't possibly spend ten percent because there's not that many hours in a day, <laughs> and that is true to life. I have been doing, I have been actively plugging into this personal development for four months. My income has increased. My relationships have built, gotten yep. better, um, and it's 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 pretty phenomenal when you start um, listening to God, the universe, or 
whatever, what have you. You start listening and it starts coming back and I, I've just been calling it magic, you know? Like people have been just popping in my life, you know? Sharing resources, things like that. And it's just been like almost every day, like yeah. something phenomenal happens. That's, man, your and, thought process, man, that's awesome. Yeah. You're, you're, you're literally transforming the Leon into another, like you want to be the best version of Leon. Yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Being the best version of yourself. Yeah, the you best ver best version of yourself. Yeah, I agree. I think the TV went off. Huh? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's. Uh, let me see. Oh, it's still up. Just gotta move the mouse. Yeah. There yeah. we go. Yeah, we're good. You're good. You're good. We're gonna cut it anyways, man. We got forty five minutes. I appreciate you coming on my show. No problem, man. That was fun. It's a pleasure. I'm honored. Give me juice. Just don't forget me when you when you when you got a million people in your in your podcast, bro. You're gonna have a million people. You're gonna have Shoot. a million people. Uh, you can be on stage. <laughs> you can be on I'm, stage. Have you, I'm gonna have you do the opening act. I'm ready for it. <laughs> do you have like? Do you have an action plan? Do you do you, do you have any? No, I'm I'm gonna be transparent. I don't have an action plan. I'm just like focusing on my business to be that as as that vehicle and platform, mm -hmm. and then. And just wherever the Lord wants me to go, like, and I and I forgot to mention I want to I want to be able to go to churches and and influence the churches, because we as Christians, we as people we're we're like, what was that phrase that my old pastor said is like we're we're uh, we're citizens in heaven mm -hmm. with an assignment on earth, and we have That's a right. huge assignment. We got we have a footprint that we can leave to change, to build a legacy for our, our generations to come. But it's up right. to us to take on that role. Yeah. And I think through all the challenges in life, you start building your character yeah. to be at the point where you are able to have the discipline, the influence, the power through God's, through God's creation into building that. Yeah. You know? That's awesome, man. Very inspirational Give Me Juice episode. With my boy Omar, really appreciate you. You getting too big? He getting too swole, man. He couldn't fit in the door. He had to walk in sideways. This guy you know what here, saying? these guns. He brought white. I Jesus barely squeezed with in the screen with your with he, your big ass. He brought white <laughs> Jesus with him. Y'all check out white Jesus. Them little ass white Jesus lips, man. That ain't what Jesus look like, bro. <laughs> oh my God. Man. I appreciate you guys tuning in. Episode 24. I appreciate you for coming on the show. No problem, man. God bless you, brother. God bless you, man. Uh, and thank you for praying for us. Yeah, man. For the show. Help him bless somebody I, who's watching. I don't do a lot of praying anymore. It's all good, man. I, may, I meditate. That's good, too. Someone told me praying is talking to God, meditating is listening to God. That's good, man. And ever since someone told me that, I was like, you know what? That's good. I pray too much. Because I just pray for the same things over and over. You know, I do pray for other people, though. Like, like if uh, if someone has a prayer request, I'll pray for other people. But I stop praying for myself. Because yeah. God God already knows what I need yeah. and what I want. I keep asking for the same thing. He's probably up there like, man, I'm tired hey, of man, hearing he got, this, bro. He's sending me the same message. Yeah, same list, man. I've seen this, this man. <laughs> I've seen it. I'm working on it, bro. Just fucking trust the process. <laughs> so I just, I, just, I, I just listen now. I just listen. I try to... Yeah. I try to follow him when he leads, you know, like when he tells me something, I try to, I try to jump. 
Yeah. Just like, you know, like when my mentor told me, this is what you should be taking. You should be in these courses. You know, and there was like a lot of resistance, a lot of hesitation. And I was like, man, this is what, that's what I've been asking God for. Got to jump. Yeah. You, you got to jump, guys. You got to jump. All right. Give me juice. Episode 24. We'll see you in a week or so. Uh, peace. Peace out. God bless. Thank <laughs> you.